Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is Sunny Side of Sports. Right here on The Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the September 20th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. World record holder and two-time Olympic champion Elliot Kipchoge of Kenya is the hot favorite in Sunday's Berlin Marathon in Germany. The 37-year-old Kipchoge has a proud history in Berlin. He's won the German race three times and in 2018, Kipchoge set the current world record of two hours, one minute, and 39 seconds in Berlin. The following year, 2019, Elliot Kipchoge ran even faster in Vienna, Austria, where he became the first athlete in history to break the two-hour barrier over the marathon distance clocking one hour, 59 minutes, and 40 seconds. However, Kipchoge's amazing effort did not count as a world record under World Athletics rules due to the setup of the run. Specifically, it was not an open event. Kipchoge was handed fluids by his support team. The run featured a pace car, and it included rotating teams of other runners who paced Kipchoge in a formation designed to reduce wind resistance and maximize efficiency. In Berlin on Sunday, Elliot Kipchoge will not have such support, so I would have to say it's doubtful he'll break the two-hour mark, but never say never when it comes to the man widely regarded as the greatest ever marathon runner. In this sunny side of sports highlight for 2021, VOA's Gwen Uden has comments from Kipchoge after he won his second Olympic gold medal in Japan. Kipchoge clocked a time of two hours, eight minutes, and 38 seconds, and now holds two of the top five fastest times in Olympic marathon history. And afterwards, Kipchoge called winning a second consecutive Olympic marathon the achievement of a lifetime. But only chase one rabbit. If you chase two, then you cannot get all of them. For the last five months, I've been concentrating on the Tokyo Olympic Games. Not even five months. For the last two years, I've been concentrating on Tokyo Olympic Games 2020. So I turned on to plan another thing when there is a big job ahead of me. That's why I respect the values of preparation and planning. That uh, what was in my bucket list was Tokyo 2020. But for now, I want to enjoy the winning game in Tokyo. Prior to October 2020, Kipchoge had won 10 straight races until his winning streak came to an end at the London Marathon. That defeat cast doubts on whether he could defend his Olympic title. Kipchoge says his journey back to the top is a testament to the endurance and strength of the human spirit. When I was alone, then, uh, I was not really confident that I still win, but I tried to push on. That uh, I got a piece, uh, piece in my mind 
to enable me to push more because of I was alone and, 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 and that's what uh, made me go and maintain the pace. So I tried to just push and I see some people still there, try it again and I just go some few meters and the, 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 the distance starts to increase a little bit and that's where I maintained. Kipchoge is now only the third man to win consecutive Olympic marathon titles, and he's arguably the greatest marathon runner and one of the greatest athletes in Olympics history. World Athletics President Sebastian Coe called Kipchoge a hero, not only to the people of Kenya, but to the entire world. Kipchoge is, is a hero. He's a hero to millions and millions of people. Uh, and it goes way, way beyond athletics now. You've only got to see the emotional appeal that he has. And I've seen this close at hand when he's been, you know, in, in running communities and way, way beyond running communities. You know, the, 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 the two-hour barrier was, was, a, was a massive moment. Uh, in our sport, okay, it wasn't in a competitive race, but it was still one of those big moments. And I'm delighted, actually, that he has probably got towards the end of his career with uh, with another Olympic title under his belt. I think he thoroughly deserves it. Kipchoge has not said whether or not he will race again at the Paris Games in 2024. Following his gold medal performance, Kipchoge posted a Twitter message that said simply, no human is limited. And that's all for me, Sonny. Back over to you. Thanks, Gwen. That's my VOA colleague, Gwen Uden. Elsewhere in African athletics, Ugandan star Jacob Kiplimo says he's now training for a half marathon on October 16th in New Delhi, India. The 21-year-old Kiplimo is the world record holder at the half marathon. He set the mark of 57 minutes and 31 seconds during a race last year in Lisbon, Portugal. Now, Kiplimo says he's in good shape ahead of the New Delhi race. 2022 has already been a successful year for the young Ugandan athlete. Jacob won gold medals at both 5,000 meters and 10,000 meters at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, England. And Kiplimo also won a bronze medal at 10,000 meters at the 2022 World Championships in the northwest U.S. city of Eugene, Oregon. In this sunny side of sports highlight for 2022, our friend in Eugene, Prince Nesta, looks back on some of the highlights at the World Championships. The event which took place from July 15th to July 24th in Eugene, Oregon, was held at the Hayward Stadium at the University of Oregon. The refurbished home of track and field events has a capacity of more than 12,000 seats. At least in fans from more than 200 nations grace the event, including Shelley Gray, who's originally from Jamaica but currently residing in Florida. I met the athletics lover right before the first race kicked off and she had plenty of praise for the overall organization of the event. The organization is good. They have everything well planned out. Um, there's no really delay. I've been to more than one world championship athletics, so we're used to being in line and they move very fast and they're doing a wonderful job. Stadium is fantastic. The seats are soft. 
They're not hard. And it's gorgeous, the stadium. Athletic fans from Africa also attended the championship, including Ethiopia, who, as the name suggests, comes from Ethiopia. And she wished all teams participating from her beloved continent all the best. I'm just like Team Africa. Everybody, we got this. <laughs> we got this. Go Africa. <laughs> Preparations for the event had also been marred by several athletes from all around the world being refused visas or experiencing visa delays in getting to the U.S. to participate in the event. Most notable among them included Kenya's Ferdinand Manyala, who set the African 100-meter record of 9.77 seconds last year to become Africa's fastest man. Hi guys, I'm Ferdinand Manyala, the fastest man in Africa, African 100-meter record holder. And now you're listening to Sunny Side of Sports on The Voice of America. The 26-year-old was, however, fortunate to eventually get his visa issues sorted out and arrived three hours before the men's 100-meter hits began, finishing his first-round hit in third place at 10.10 seconds to proceed to the semifinals. Manyala later finished fifth in the third semifinal to miss out on both the two automatic sports and the fastest qualification time. The track and field action also witnessed several world records come tumbling down, including Nigerian Toby Amusen, who stunned the athletics world by breaking the women's 100-meter hurdles world record twice in back-to-back races, clocking a time of 12.06 seconds in a wind-aided final. Amusen, who was fourth at the Tokyo Olympics and the last Worlds in 2019, expressed delight at breaking the world record. You know, I'm elated. It's been a journey and I'm thankful to God for keeping me healthy and I couldn't be more thankful to have come out here with the win and the world record. It's, it's, it's crazy, it's crazy. <laughs> Coming into the semis, I knew it was, a, it was a very competitive field, so the goal was to execute and, you know, survive to the finals and seeing the world record, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But, you know, I had to keep my composure from the finals. And, you know, I think I handled that pretty good. And all thanks to God. American runner Sydney McLaughlin also broke her own 400-meter hurdles world record to take gold after clocking to a time of 50.68 seconds, beating her previous record time of 51.41, which she set at the U.S. Championships last month. The New Jersey native discussed her incredible world record performance. Well, I'll have to start off by saying all the glory to God. Uh, these past few days, just getting ready for this race. Uh, Hebrews 4.16 has been on my mind. Um, coming boldly to his throne to receive mercy and grace. And I think he really gave me the strength to do it today. So all the glory goes to God. And uh, coming into this race, I just wanted to go out there and attack the whole thing. Uh, Bobby and I have been training for this all year. And I just really wanted to go execute. And the last hundred hurt really bad. Uh, but I'm really grateful for it. And I'm grateful for that time and bringing the medal home to Team USA. In other races, Uganda's Joshua Chiptege successfully defended his 10,000 meters world title after clocking a winning time of 27 minutes and 43 seconds. With Kenya Stanley Mburu winning silver and Cheptege's compatriot Jacob Kiplimo taking bronze. Cheptege expressed satisfaction with his own performance after defending his world title. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm very happy to have won here my second gold medal of uh, the, the World Senior Championship. It's uh, spectacular in a, in a way that uh, coming back to Oregon after close to eight years when I won the World Junior Championship. Coming to a familiar people, familiar stadium, it has cemented my legacy in a distance running. 
Morocco's Sofiane El Bakali also ended Kenya's dominance at the World Championships in the men's 3,000 meters steeplechase after surging past Lamecha Girma of Ethiopia to win gold. Kenya's Faith Kipiegon also stormed to victory, winning gold in the 1,500 meters race at the World Championships. Kipiegon, winner of the last Olympics 1,500 meter titles, finished with a remarkable time of 3 minutes 52.96 seconds. Ethiopia's Gudaf Tsegei took silver, while British runner Laura Moya won bronze. Kipiegon, who took gold in 2017 and silver in 2019, said regaining her crown, quote unquote, means a lot. I'm so excited uh, to be a uh, many times champion in 1500. It's not uh, something easy, but I really thank God. I really thank people around me. I thank my management. I thank my coach. I thank my husband, my daughter as well. I really, really am so grateful. Ethiopia's Gutitum Gabriel Zlasi won the women's marathon, while her fellow countryman Tamira Tola won the men's marathon in dominant fashion to take gold in a championship record of 2 hours, 5 minutes and 37 seconds. Members of the refugee Olympic team also competed in the world championships, including Angelina Nadai Lohalith, originally from South Sudan, who grew up at Kakuma refugee camp in Kenya and competed in the 1500 meters. Lohalith shared her experiences with me in an exclusive interview. Let me say it was so amazing. Though when I left Kenya, it was kind of winter. It was so cold. So we have been training in a cold season. But now coming here, it was now becoming so hot. Though when I went for some joking, it was so hot for me. But I thought maybe it might affect me and I might not get my good result that I expected. But the moment I just, when the gun was shot for the starting line, I could just, I was so confident and ran in an easy way. So I think it was really fair for me. Even mm. the equipment, they were so nice. Fred Kelly narrowly aged fellow Americans Marvin Brazy Williams and Trevon Bromel to claim gold in the men's 100-meter finals. All 35-year-old Shelian Fraser Price became the first person to win five world titles in an individual running event as she led a Jamaican sweep in the 100-meter finals at the World Championship. American runner of South Sudanese descent, a thing more, added to Olympic gold by becoming the first U.S. woman to win 800 meters at the world event. Great Britain's Kelly Hodgkinson took silver, with Mary Morale of Kenya securing bronze. He is the 20-year-old middle-distance runner from New Jersey's reaction to her incredible performance. I just physically wasn't where I would like to be, but... I mean, I just, I just didn't feel my best, and so um, I knew it was going to be a little tough, but I mean, I was super faithful out there. I just wanted to make sure I didn't leave anything out on the track, and whatever ha- was going to happen today was going to happen, and so I just wanted to make sure I got out there, did my best, you know, run how I usually run, and thankfully I got the gold, and thankfully I, I still had, you know, something in me so I could just run through the line and finish strong. Um, but my main goal is just to go out there and leave it all on track and just do my best. The U.S. finished with 33 medals to top the standings, breaking the record of 31 medals won by East Germany in 1987. The U.S. had 13 golds, 9 silver and 11 bronze, while Ethiopia finished second with 4 golds, 4 silver and 2 bronze medals. Jamaica took third place with 2 golds, 7 silvers and 1 bronze. Kenya secured two golds, five silvers, and three bronze medals to take fourth place, while China completed the top five with two golds, one silver, and three bronze medals. 
The 19th edition of the World Athletics Championships are scheduled to be held from 18th August to 27th August 2023 in Budapest, Hungary. Reporting for the sunny side of sports, I'm Prince Nestor in Eugene, Oregon. Thanks, Prince. Prince mentioned how several world records came tumbling down in Eugene. World Athletics announced Tuesday that the world records set by Tobia Muson, Sydney McLaughlin, and Mondo Duplantis at the World Championships in Eugene have officially been ratified. Amuson clocked 12.12 seconds in the women's 100 meters hurdles semifinals. McLaughlin set a new world record of 50.68 seconds in the women's 400 meters hurdles final. And DePlantis cleared 6 meters 21 in the men's pole vault final. Sporting greetings. This is Toby Mison, 100 meter hurdles, African champion, African Games record holder, national champion, Commonwealth Games champion, Olympic finalist, Diamond Trophy winner. You're listening to the sunny side of sport on The Voice of America. Thank you. Thank you, Toby. And congratulations on a world record breaking year. The sunny side of sports on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny, and my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. This sunny side of sports programming note. The energetic Andy Edwards is packing his bags for the German capital, Berlin, and coverage of Sunday's Berlin Marathon. As I mentioned earlier in the show, world record holder Elliot Kipchoge of Kenya is a hot favorite to win his fourth Berlin title. We'll see if Elliot can break his own world record. Should be some exciting stuff in Berlin. Some of Africa's best football players are making their mark in the UEFA Champions League, widely considered the world's top club competition. For analysis of the second round of matches, Iron Mike Mbonye spoke with the chief football writer at aclsports.com. Fisayo Match day two in the UEFA Champions League, as usual, served us with a lot of exciting times. And I think the highlight for me was Bayern Munich beating Barcelona 2-0 at the Allianz Arena. It was the game of the week and Barcelona really dominated many of the proceedings, missed lots of chances, but Bayern were clinical and they controlled the game very well and good value for their victory. Another game which surprised many on Tuesday was Bayer Leverkusen beating Atletico Madrid 2-0 in Germany. Not many saw it coming. Good to have Liverpool coming back to winning ways after their opening day loss to Napoli. They edged Ajax 2-1. 
And uh, it was also shocking to see Sporting Lisbon beating Tottenham Hotspur 2 0 in Portugal, Tottenham's first loss of the season under Antonio Conte. But that's the nature of the UEFA Champions League. Wednesday, we had other big guns like Real Madrid, Manchester City, and AC Milan recording home wins, quite as expected. While Napoli continued their impressive start to the group stage with another resounding win away to Glasgow Rangers in Scotland, they won that 3 0. Paris Saint Germain have also been a very uh, brilliant from this season and they won 3 1 away to Maccabi Haifa in Israel with the Trinity scoring the goals there. The trio of Lionel Messi, Kylian Mbappe, and Neymar from Brazil with the goals, with Messi also creating some Champions League records in the process. So, by and large, it was a very exciting week of action, and I'm sure every fan of the Champions League would love them. The match between Liverpool and Ajax Amsterdam saw two African goals. Were there other African goals in other matches? Yeah, one of the most surprising results in the Champions League last midweek also had an African scoring in eight, and that was Club Brugge of Belgium's 4-0 triumph away to former winners FC Porto at the Stadio de Dragao. Not many could see that coming. And Ghanaian Kamal Sowa scored the second goal for the Belgians just early in the second half, and that really sets the tone for a marauding second half performance by uh, the Belgians. So, and aside that, a Nigerian, born to a Nigerian father, Noah Okafo, scored the equaliser for Salzburg to spoil the party for Chelsea manager Graham Porter in his first game in charge of the Blues. By and large, there were worthy contributions for African players, and like you mentioned, Mohamed Salah and Mohamed Kudus getting on the score sheet in that game at Anfield between Liverpool and Ajax was also a worthy take-home for Africans during this Champions League camp- during this. Champions League match day. Hopefully, by the time we get to match day three, we also see, get to see more and more African stars coming on board and also getting onto the scholarship. sheet. Fesayo, do you think African clubs can learn lessons from the UEFA organized football matches? Yeah, I do think so. Because the European football leagues are very big in Africa, watched across many countries in Africa. So you expect the, the clubs, the administrators, the owners, the chairmen to take to borrow a leaf out of what they're saying in terms of the organization, how to plan travel effectively, how to remunerate the players to bring out the best in them, and also how to make sure the conditions are right, especially for the players who are the key actors in the game. So I do think that lots of African nations and their clubs, the federations can continue to learn from these Europeans who we seem to watch every blessed day now. And um, it is there for everyone. The Champions League has reached a height, which um, night, which not many many confederations across the globe could ever reach. You know, so the more the advance in terms of technology, in terms of preparation and discharge of these competitions, it's also laying an example for other confederations to follow. 
That's Fisayo Dairo, the chief football writer at ACLSports.com. And Fisayo spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Port Harcourt, Nigeria. Sporty greetings. This is Fisayo Dairo, chief football writer at ACLSports.com. And you are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Join me, Heidi Adams, as we bring you Straight Talk Africa from New York to discuss this year's United Nations General Assembly. Leaders from all over the world convene to tackle the critical issues of our time. Where do African leaders stand? What are their priorities? We'll have expert analysis for you on the next Straight Talk Africa, this Wednesday at 18.30 UTC. Turning to tennis, Spanish star Rafael Nadal said he's not planning to retire after receiving an award Tuesday from Spain's King Felipe near Madrid. Nadal lost to American Francis Tiafo in the fourth round of the U.S. Open earlier this month in New York, where he was bidding for a men's record-extending 23rd Grand Slam singles title. The 36-year-old Nadal said then he needed to fix things and was not sure about his return to competitive tennis. On Tuesday, Nadal said it's been a complicated year, not only because of injuries. He says he hopes the award from King Felipe does not imply that his career is over. In Rafa's words, far from it. The intention is to continue to carry the name of Spain around the world while I'm still active and competing. Meanwhile, King Felipe said the award is in recognition of a stellar sportsman who remains humble and modest, but with the ambition to continue working to improve. Rafa's award in Spain comes after his longtime rival, 41-year-old Roger Federer, said this week's Labor Cup in London will be his final competitive event. During his retirement announcement, the 20-time Grand Slam champion Federer thanked the fans who have supported him throughout his long career. Above all, I must offer a special thank you to my unbelievable fans, You will never know how much strength and belief you have given me. The inspiring feeling of walking into full stadiums and arenas has been one of the huge thrills in my life. Without you, those successes would have felt lonely rather than filled with joy and energy. The last 24 years on tour have been an incredible adventure. While it sometimes feels like it went by in 24 hours, it has also been so deep and magical that it seems as if I've already lived a full lifetime. I've had the immense fortune to play in front of you in over 40 different countries. I have laughed and cried, felt joy and pain, and most of all, I have felt incredibly alive. Through my travels, I've met many wonderful people who will remain friends for life, who consistently took time out of their busy schedules to come and watch me play and cheer me on around the globe. Thank you. Thank you, Roger Federer. I consider myself lucky to have watched you play professional tennis so gracefully, so beautifully the past 24 years. And so do these tennis fans at the All England Lawn Tennis Club, where Roger Federer won eight of his 20 Grand Slam titles at Wimbledon. To me, he's the Jordan of tennis um, style, class. 
amazing tennis player. So I've been watching him since I was like, you know, 15. So it's definitely my favorite. I'm a little bummed. Um, I wish that uh, he would have played. I don't know if he ever played Alcaraz, but I would have liked to have seen that. Um, or maybe he's just like, ooh, I've seen that kid play. I don't know if I want to play him anymore, so he threw in the towel. But definitely bummed to see him uh, to see him retire. And it's kind of crazy because we were coming, we wanted to come and see Wimbledon, and then this morning I saw that he retired. So it's like, oh my gosh, what's ironic coincidence? But uh, yeah, definitely my favorite. I just said it the other day, like Federer will always be my favorite, greatest tennis player of all time. But um, yeah, sad day for tennis. Everyone knows Roger Federer and what he's achieved on a on a tennis court and. And no more so than here at Wimbledon, where he's won eight titles, and he'll be missed every year now from the grass. It just won't be the same without him. You know, you look forward to Wimbledon, you look forward to watching Federer in centre court. I know I queued up a couple of years ago, and and uh, my intentions was to get a, a to, to get to see Roger in centre court because once 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 you experience that, you you, you, you yeah, that's pretty much the pinnacle in tennis. So. Yeah, he was my favorite. His style, he was just so fluid and uh, made it look easy. Never sweat. Even when it was tough mat- tough points, he just was, uh, he was like one of a kind. I mean, he played like a classical game, like the old Australians almost, if you want to say. I think each one has their own strengths, but I think overall as a, his game, you know, across all parts of his game, I think he's full. I think he's, I would say he's a, he's a player who's complete of the game and that's why I think you know, he's a true champion. A true champion indeed. You've been listening to fans at Wimbledon reflecting on the retiring tennis great Roger Federer. And that wraps up the September 20th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I get it. I'm VOA Sonny Young in Washington. And that's the sunny side of sports. Thank <laughs> you.